Hey everyone, welcome back to the Freaky Deaky. I hope you all had a great Christmas. I hope it was merry and bright, and I hope your future year is nothing but pleasant. Now that all the festivities and the eggnog is drunk and everyone's probably about 10 to 15 pounds heavier due to nothing but those delicious gingerbread and other Christmas cookies, it's time for us to get back to some creepy shit. Can we agree? It's always been. Everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's always been creepy here. It is. So in today's episode, we are coming right back hot and heavy with part two of Zozo. Back to Demon Town. Back to Demon Town. All aboard the Demon Express. Choo-choo. Or Zozo. I guess that works too. But either, this is a harsh opening. I didn't prepare anything for the opening. It literally at the top just says intro music. And we never just start with the intro music. So I felt I had to say something. And now I feel like I got like the... Um, I'm shaking off the Christmas dust, you know? It was all such a jolly good time, and now we're back to just normal life. And it's the worst time of the year. It's January. Everyone is tax season out there. Who wants to talk demons? You in? Part two of Zozo starts right now. You are now entering the realm of the Freaky Deaky. An unsuspecting stop at the crossroads of fantasy and reality, where the frayed edges of make-believe seep into this cookie-cutter, white picket world you've been led to believe is far from extraordinary. What you're about to hear are true stories. <clears throat> Alleged true stories. Christian, just... <sighs> okay. Tales of the strange and inexplicable thought only to exist in film and folklore. Although difficult to accept, we do not know everything about this reality about time or space, what lies beneath the ocean's depths. And try though we might, the unchanging truth remains. There are some things we legitimately cannot explain logically. back to the show if you are new to the podcast why are you starting on part two you weirdo get back there and listen to part one and while you're at it be sure to rate the show five stars on spotify and apple podcasts or wherever you're listening to be honest it does a great service to us and it helps us build the show out grow the audience a bit you can talk to us all you want on social media at freaky deaky pod on instagram facebook and youtube you can find us on tiktok at tft paranormal we're starting to drop some shorts we're <laughs> We're not dropping our shorts. We're, we're, dro we're dropping shorts videos. We're dropping short videos, people. That's what I meant. It's fine. Scared me. A little rusty to start this this new season off. I thought we had an OnlyFans I didn't know about. We do, and you don't. But it's fine. It's fine. We only have one subscriber, and it's uncomfortably enough, my mother. No, that's weird. Anyway, now that the socials are out of the way, if you have a paranormal story of your own or unexplained or anything of the like... Feel free to send it over to the gang at thefreakydeaky.com. We want to hear it. We want to talk about it on the show. We love you. If you have a life filled with paranormal experiences, we'd love to have you on the on the podcast to talk about them. And all of that can be done by sending that email to the gang at thefreakydeaky.com. We're not going to waste your time with too much more. Let's just dive into this. Let's go to hell. Let's yeah, go to hell, Christian. I'll meet you there. 
To open up part two, we're going to dive into one of the top paranormal researchers on Zozo that I've personally come across. Not sure I agree with all of his theories surrounding the entity itself, but it's definitely worth discussing his findings, and I feel it would be a great injustice if we put out a deep dive into Zozo without including some of his research. And I'm, of course, talking about Darren Evans, not Daryl Evans. And I keep wanting to confuse the two. One is a King's commentator and the other is a Zozo researcher. Guess which one we're talking about today? The one I haven't met. That's right. The one you haven't met. We we kind of touched on a couple things from Darren's blog on part one. But in this one, I, I came across a uh, Q&A from his blog where people kind of just asked him, if you can imagine it, questions. Do you know where this guy got his expertise in Zozo? Was he a demonologist or was he religious? Or I don't believe he was. I think what he, what happened is he had an encounter with Zozo, and then he spent a great deal of years after that looking into and kind of like collecting all the information he could about Zozo. Mm. So he had a couple of, of blog, you, you remember Blogspot, right? Yeah. He had a couple of Blogspot websites. That's what they are. So Okay. That ages them a little bit, but we're going to get into it either way. So he is responsible for bringing Zozo into popularity. Probably not. I can't imagine these blogs are super popular, but he has been, I think, on Ghost Adventures a couple times. He Maybe it was one of the original Tales of the Ouija episodes we did with uh, stories from a book by uh, Rosemary Ellen Guiley, I believe. Hmm. Unfortunately, she's recently passed away, but so he's done a couple things with her. And so, yeah, he's just been ever since he encountered the spirit, he's done nothing but research the spirit. And so for me, like maybe he's not accredited or maybe he's not some big name professor, but I mean, you can't be on stuff like this. You can if you give it to yourself. That's True. the great thing is you, there's, you can't go to school for it. So you are self-proclaimed. You could be a lord. So I guess you could be a self-proclaimed whatever Zozo expert. Yeah. And now that we've gotten to the bottom of that, let's get into a couple of these Q&A questions from his blog. If you want to look into it further, the, be sure to check out it or be sure to check it out in its entirety at zozothewegaspirit.blogspot.com. Oh, that's got to be a real thing. That is a real thing. I just gave them the web link. That's one of his two, by the way. So one of the questions was, do the emails you receive share similarities? To which he responded, most definitely. In most instances, Zozo services during Ouija sessions. Using what seems like advanced intelligence, it often pretends to be a dead loved one or other alter ego. This is to increase the interest of the participant and can result in the entity answering questions that defy scientific rationality. Dates of birth, middle names, and other unknown information is exchanged and has proven very accurate. In my opinion, this can indicate the presence of a more highly advanced spirit or spirit intelligence and one that could potentially could be potentially harmful. Other similarities that or show other similarities show that Zozo often surfaces amongst other Z-named spirits such as Zam, Zono, and others. Of particular interest is a strange relationship with the perplexing Mama entity. Stories and personal experiences shared with me have shown Mama and Zozo can appear together during Ouija sessions, which is weird because I always thought it was the same entity. But maybe it's his mom. Maybe Zozo lives with his mom still. Gives her her medication when she needs it. Yeah, it really took the wind out of this horror story, didn't you, Christian? Yeah. It's fine. Uh, as strange as it may sound, they often argue with one another and struggle for, quote, control of the board. Mm. I suspect this is just another strategy to gain entrance by causing confusion and opening the door towards their negative agendas. And also, Zozo was up too late, so his mom said he has to go to bed. Yeah. Uh, One thing of importance that I must share is Zozo has shown perverse sexual attractions to females. Uh Uh-oh. Zozo is also attracted to people with suicidal tendencies, depression, and other psychological disorders. This is why I cannot stress with enough importance that people diagnosed with these disorders should simply avoid Ouija's entirely. Interesting. 
I mean, we kind of touched on that that one story in the last in part one about the guy that you know said he spiraled after. I'm you not saying it's a hundred percent correlation, but there's something there. I mean, you don't need a real demon to do that. You just need a bad day. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Uh, next question: How do you respond to the skeptics? Oh, this one's for you, Christian. Awesome. He says, Christian, suck one. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Christian, how do you know you're going to be reading this? No. He says, to the skeptics, I simply ask them to keep an open mind. People from all over the world have reported contact with Zozo. Other paranormal researchers have revealed the name has come up time and time again during their investigations. I have witnessed amazing paranormal activity during Ouija sessions, and the historical evidence is there. I maintain this site and continue to warn people that Ouija boards can be dangerous. Many hauntings are thought to have resulted by the contacting of spirits through these talking tablets. Target marketing of Ouija boards are aimed at children, and I feel it is important to understand they are not simply games. I would say that as well. I would say it's simply a game. Well, Christian, that's I'm, why he started that off with a word to you. Yeah. Right? yeah. To you I mean, specifically. What section of the store do you find a Ouija board in? Uh, it's right next to Operation. Which is in which section? The demon section, obviously. Nobody likes operation. It gives everyone anxiety, and it should be taken off the shelves. Do you ever have that? Eh. There's an older, an old school game probably from the days of operation, I think, called Perfection, where you have to put all these little shapes in there before it, like, within a time period. I and, do. I, I and do roughly remember that. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't get it right, it's all just... Yeah. 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 There's a lot of... Does this explain why Generation X has issues? These yes. These games... That explains Baby why Generation that. X has some of their issues. The others can be explained in other ways, but... Zozo? Yeah, Zozo. While, while on the same page, I stumbled across some fascinating experiences as well, so let's go over a couple of those. Okay. This uh, first story, again, from Darren Evans' blog. And I like this one a lot because it's... It's just, and it's just weird enough for me to be like, ooh, creepy. You know, nothing super terrifying happens, but... It says, I live in rural Virginia. Ooh, creepy. Yeah, the end, right? That was great. <laughs> no. Where just about every other house has a family cemetery plot on it proper on its property, it seems. I had just moved there from SoCal. I wanted to create a coffee table with glass top and display some local artifacts underneath that represented the Virginia area and its rich history. I went to a yard sale and bought the table I wanted to refurbish and construct to display some of the items. When I took off the top of the table, I found a homemade Ouija board in a hollow space under the top. There was no planchette. At first I thought nothing of it, but when I told this story to a few elder locals, they both bristled and told me that when a board is separated from its planchette, it's an effort to sever the access key of certain spirits that came through that particular board using that particular planchette. I have a healthy curiosity and interest in the quote supernatural, but I'm not driven by it, nor do I crave the adrenaline rush that comes with dabbling in the art. I constructed the table, and one of the objects I placed in the table was the Ouija. The first day I had it on display, along with several other items, I found that all the items were pushed to the very furthest sides of the table and only the board was the focal point of the display. Thinking perhaps someone in the house moved the table and tilted it, thus shifting its contents, I simply removed the glass and rearranged the display items, this time securing them with glue. I let that dry before replacing the glass. And so this guy's got a glass top coffee table, Ouija board underneath it with a bunch of other items. And he's saying that all of these items were pushed to the side and just the Ouija board was on display. So he took it off, glued the items down and let it set. Can I just mention? No. So, <laughs> no. 
No, I still haven't heard of anybody offering tobacco or alcohol to this demon. Wow. Thanks for taking the time to mention that. Two nights later, I heard my dogs growling in the bedroom. It says growing, but I think he means growling. I hope so. Do I hear them growing right now? You guys are getting so big. No. Two nights later, I heard my dogs growling in the bedroom where I sleep, and they were staring at the door. I got up to see what they were upset at, and when I turned on the lights in the adjoining family room, I saw the table. The glass was scratched slash etched with something sharp from underneath, and there was no mistaking the letter Z in that etching. I then knew something was up with that board or with one of the objects in the, in the display. Oh, I wonder what object. Yeah. A salt shaker. No. <laughs> this damn thing. I have since dismantled the table and put all of the display items, including the board, in a box. There are a few religious items that are in that box now as well. I have had no other experiences, but until I read your story about the entity Zozo, I had no way of connecting the Z etched in the glass with the Ouija. That's weird. It's a fun story. Yeah, I like that one. I like that one. Because it's not like, I mean, dogs growling, obviously, kind of creepy. Randomly growling in a direction the table's at. But maybe they weren't smart dogs. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Let's question the the dog's intelligence instead of being like, oh, maybe the thing that scratched or a Z onto the bottom of this glass was actually an entity. And maybe that entity was Zozo. Maybe that entity was simply trapped underneath glass, like ancient times and wanted to get out and asked in the z just was there because that's the way it scratched it's demon nails into the bottom of the glass yeah yeah your explanation makes way more sense than believing that it was a z named entity that was like hey i'm still here bitch i'm still in this yeah z zoro yeah zoro came through and just hit him with the z real quick would have been three bricks maybe it was a commentary on its ugly table oh like it was bored of it yeah Ugh. That's an interesting story. I like that. I've, I've never heard the the separating the planchette and the board thing before. Me neither. I was just, I thought it was like, you have to destroy it. You have to, and way back in probably season two or season one, even. Yeah, Tr- was it Tristan? I th- wrote about um, having to get rid of it over moving water. Yeah. And that was a fast, I've never heard that before, but I'm glad that was brought to our attention because I'm like, yeah, maybe that's the only way to keep it going. <laughs> I, I hope when I'm really away from you. Yeah. I hope when I'm really old, some kid asks me, what should I do with this Ouija board? It's fr- scaring me and I'll make up some really complex way of taking care of it. And then yeah. it'll pass into eternity as the right way to do it. And then at the end, you'll be like, and shove it up your butt. Yeah. Classic Stanley reference. It's fun. And so you have no explanation for the, the Z being etched in the glass outside of Clearly, it was a commentary by a ghost. The only explanation I would have to that is that this is not a real story and it's all fake. Wow. There's no way for me to prove one way or the other. That's true. So you're just deciding that it was made up. It's, I mean. That's a commentary on your way of thinking. I mean, you know how I think about demons. I mean, I'm not impressed usually. That's true. And I guess that continues. Yes. Even after part one, even after the Christmas special. Into part two, the festivities have died. You're back to be a normal Christian, right? I, I, I just, I need more, more to, more meat to this story. Hmm. Hopefully, you know, preferably innocent meat of some kind. I'm gonna need you to stop saying meat. <laughs> it's creepy and weird, and I, I don't like it. So, anyway, uh, let's get into a Reddit story before a Christian says meat again. <laughs> This one is by 
Echap 94. It says, about two years ago, my best friend, let's call her Sarah. Why don't they just say Sarah? Why do they say let's call her and then put a name? Just say my best friend Sarah. Guys, this happens in so many stories where yeah, people we are like, let's just call them Tad. And you're like, hey, if you would have just said my best friend Tad, no one would have questioned it. You yeah. Know? Just pick up some a name that none of your friends have yeah. and we're okay. You don't have to explain it. Yeah. God. Less is more. Less is more. Yeah. Anyway, about two years ago, this this guy's best friend, quote, Sarah, and I were experimenting with a Ouija board. We had done it without issue about five separate occasions prior. Sarah had practiced witchcraft for years, but I was still new to all of it. But very open to learning. At this point, are they really experimenting? It's been five times she's into witchcraft. This sounds like a profession almost. It's been years. It's been or, 84 years. Yeah, or at least studies. Yeah. Yeah, we're just dabbling. Just a yeah. bit of dabbling. At the time of our encounter with this demon, I to this day will not speak or type the name. Interesting. The two of us were college roommates. We had a friend, let's call her Anne, a guy. It was Anne, or girl, if they were roommates, over and invited her to the quad with us to use the Ouija board. Anne was highly skeptical, and during the Ouija board session, she made comments and jokes that could have been perceived as disrespectful to the spirits we were communicating with. We told Anne to stop, but she didn't think it was serious and kept on. That's some shit you would do. Probably. So we decided to stop and go back to our dorm. Anne went ahead up to our room while Sarah and I decided to stay in the courtyard and try to communicate through the board once more. We asked routine questions like, is there or are there any spirits that would like to communicate? Planchette moves to yes. How old are you? Planchette moves back and forth from one to zero, and then zero to one, back and forth. So, so it's speaking in binary. Yeah. yeah, I was like, told you algorithms. This hasn't happened before, so we decided to ask another question. Their name. It did actually isn't everything in the world zeros and ones, right? Yes. It did the same with the letters, but the planchette slid from N to Z and then from Z to N back and forth. So it missed the O, it appears, if I'm laying it out properly in my mind. I started to feel uneasy. I remember reading about this Ouija board demon, and in the in that moment, all I could remember was that we weren't supposed to let it spell its name. As I'm thinking this to myself, it goes from Z to O, and as it starts to head back to the Z, I abruptly force the planchette to a stop and tell Sarah, who was leading the session, I was just lending my energy and putting my fingers on a planchette, offering questions to her that she, that she would officially ask, etc. Sarah, we need to say goodbye. We did. Sarah ended the session. However, Sarah told me that as soon as I said we needed to say goodbye, she felt the darkest energy she had ever felt wash over her entire body, and for a split second, all she could see was black. As we were packing it away, Sarah went to check her phone. It was dead. She told me it had been fully charged when we had left to go to the quad with Anne just an hour earlier. Then we went back to the dorm and Anne told us the TV messed up while we were out there and all the colors only showed red. I don't know if these details are related or just a line of coincidences, but Sarah and I talked about what we experienced and agreed it must have been the Ouija board demon. She's doing a lot better now, but for a while I think that dark energy stayed with her. She got depressed, almost failed out of college the two semesters following the event, Neither of us have ever used a spirit board again. Some of the friends we tell don't believe us. I know Anne didn't, but I swear this all was very real and very scary.
We've heard in a lot of stories about, uh, and it happens a lot with like ghost hunting and stuff like that, where like the batteries drain and that almost lends to like an energy, right? Like to some kind of, we, we mentioned like energy vampirism and shit like that in I mean, the previous episode. But I think, cause that seems like it could almost be pointing in a direction, right? Well, if say your bat, your phone battery spontaneously just drained yeah, because of some force that's purely you know, a magnetic force of something that maybe scientists understand that we don't. Yeah. And you're using a, a Ouija board. I mean, that's going to feel like a demon's there if you don't understand. I mean, it could be a rational explanation. Yeah. But when you're doing things like this, you're going to make connections. And if your phone drains for no real reason. It was the demon. Yeah. And that, so that's kind of natural way of identifying patterns, I think, for humans, which is also why it's so hard in what we're talking about all the time. Yeah. Because patterns aren't necessarily a real thing. And it, and it's a basic function of our brain to help us survive. Yeah. But then do we make these patterns into a Zozo, a, a Ouija board demon that just sprung out of Parker Brothers or something like that? You know what I mean? You're talking like there's a level of science to it with like the, the draining batteries and stuff, right? Like there has to be something scientific going on that would drain a battery. In but we've also, dude, we've also kind of talked about the idea of there's such a separation, like there's a line of separation between paranormal researchers and the scientific community, right? Yeah, the, the scientific community is is, is wrong, hundred percent. Does no. actual science and the paranormal that, researchers just make shit up? I am wrong. Ghosts are real. Yeah, that's your line of reasoning, <laughs> sure. But what a shocker! But what I've I've met and I've mentioned in the past is that it shouldn't be one or the other. But I think. The two kind of go hand in hand to an extent. And a story like this, where you have a paranormal experience, you have these two girls on a Ouija board and having a crazy experience where this the, one of them kind of like just sees black for a while or whatever, and then her phone battery is dead. Like, so you have a paranormal experience, you have a phone battery that's dying. Like, these are two separate things one scientific, one paranormal. Why can't we say that, that it's both? That there should be, uh, again, hand in hand, that if both of those sides came together to figure it out, we'd have a better chance of actually cracking what this stuff is. I think it could be made scientific, but it would have to be something where you could uh, produce the same results with the same setting and stimuli or, or experiment. But if you couldn't, wouldn't that mean that there was a level of chaos to it, that, there was, that it wasn't something you could just fit in a box? It could be random then. To make yeah. it scientific, you have to be able to set things up a certain way based on probably, I guess, a hypothesis. And then that you have to prove it. And then other people have to be able to set up things the same way. So they could set up in a paranormal setting hmm. something to figure out why the battery drained yeah, and something to figure out why this person got this feeling of darkness. Now, where we cannot figure out the darkness part yet scientifically, but at some point, we will be able to. So theoretically, we can prove that paranormal is real with science. We're just not, we don't have the tools for that just yet. My brain just wants to grasp. It wants to be like, what is this? Why is this causing this to happen? Right. We're, we're also talking about a guy who has a blog that he says he does research on Ouija board experiences or Ouija board, uh, Ouija board demon named Zozo, hmm. which you can't really experiment with. You know, you can do research, but there's really, it's, that's it's not, finite. A, yeah, there's, it's not a scientific endeavor at this point. 
Yeah, according to Christian, you heard it here first. Christian doesn't believe in this man's research. Well, it's just but not. Also, science. that was a Reddit story. It, yeah, so, it's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not scientific research. I mean, yeah. it's just the research. That kind of leads us into something that we briefly touched on in part one. But this is um, this was a comment I found on Reddit one one of these Reddit posts about Zozo, and it's from Neurotic Deductions, and it's great the, name. the portal theory that we kind of talked about. Hey. It says, well, some of what others have said about demons or Pazuzu has have been cited. From what I can tell, Zozo isn't really a name or particularly entity at all, but a method for whatever spirit you're communicating with to gain access to your home or yourself. Going back and forth in this way on the board, figure eights, counterclockwise, is said to be a method to open a portal of to open a portal of sorts. This has happened to quite a few people on Ouija boards dating back many years and is commonly followed by some sort of paranormal phenomenon if the conversation isn't quickly closed out. Some say it's just a singular event if the communication is brief, while some who aren't as quick to end the interaction have continuous issues in the home until it's been cleansed. Others, rarely, have claimed symptoms of possession or haunting that follow them even once they've left the premises or discarded the board. Hmm. So that portal theory pops back up, which I like that theory. That's an interesting one. It makes a lot of sense with the whole rituals. Yeah, like hum- numerology and all kinds of weird stuff, man. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that we don't quite comprehend, but it kind of there's like some evidence lingering in the background of it. So we're like, that might be real. I mean, rituals are real. Do yes. they do anything? Maybe, maybe yes. not. I mean, we have rituals for everything. We go to church, there's rituals. We, you know, inaugurate a president, there's rituals. He comes we, out. We for go to the speech. grocery store, there's rituals. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. it's it's we sacrifice a goat. There's rituals. Ugh. I haven't done that lately. Oh. Well, someone has to keep this podcast afloat. This, that, Christian. Ex- that explains a lot, man. Thank you. You're welcome. Anybody in the... I need a goat. Meh. Anyway. Yeah, so I thought that was an interesting addition. Let's get into another... Well, while we're on the Reddit train all aboard, let's get into another one. This was... Unfortunately, the username has been deleted which seems to be a common trend among people sharing pretty bonkers stories. Yeah. And this one is written very poorly, but I'm going to try to hack my way through it if I may. And it starts out with, never mess with that Ouija board, man. <laughs> so you can kind of grasp where this is going right off the bat. Yeah. I don't care what anyone tells you or what you think, but don't mess with it. Heard too many bad things with that thing. I remember when I was a kid, me and my neighbor was playing with that thing, and man, mad shit happened afterwards. I'm literally getting chills thinking about it. Her and her family had something haunting them, but I don't think it was harmless. It had a sense of humor, actually. She used to collect keychains, and one one was of Austin Powers, where you press buttons, and it says some of his famous lines, and one day, she was in the kitchen, and it went on by itself and said, Yeah, baby. Maybe it was a glitch. But they also had things go missing and reappear all the time. Everyone in the house would always see a black figure all over the house and outside to the point they all came to my house one night to sleep over because they were terrified. They had two German shepherds that would bark nonstop and growl in certain places of the house. My nanny at the time brought a friend over and we went to my neighbor's house for lunch and this lady got so serious and asked us if there was a Ouija board in the house. My friend said, yes, we do have one, and the lady just said to get rid of it and never play with that thing again. We were all confused and tried to ask questions, and she just said, I'd rather not get into it. 
Kind of awkward, but afterwards I asked my nanny how she knew about the board game, and she said her friend is sensitive spirits, and I guess she didn't want to say anything to make herself look crazy, but she really wanted to send that message to the family. She said her friend doesn't like to talk about it. It's something that she would rather keep in the back of her head, but that day I guess she really felt some type of way about my friend's house, because you can tell she felt uncomfortable. She was really nice, though. We just continued with our lunch. Eventually, the event stopped. Not sure what they did to the board game, but I know for sure you can't burn it. If I were you, even if you don't believe in this type of stuff, it doesn't hurt to try to seek someone who knows about these things and help you close out the game and bring that spirit back where it came from. Maybe do a cleansing and such. I've done a lot of cleansing in my life to get rid of bad energy and stuff, which I love doing, but to be honest, you have... You have the power over any negative force that you feel around you. You can't be afraid or live in fear. Whatever negative thoughts are coming into your mind, get rid of them immediately and think positive. I know it sounds stupid, but honestly, our, our minds are so powerful when you change your mindset. Stay away from toxic people, be kind to yourself and your body. The more attention you feed into this beast, the more negativity you will attract into your life. I hate those ghost adventure shows that go into these haunted places and harass and yell at whatever thing is there. Like, seriously, don't mess with these spirits. People should respect it and leave it alone. You wouldn't poke a bear for fun, so why would you want to mess with something you can't even see? Stay safe, my friend. There's plenty of people in this world that would poke a bear for fun. Russia? He's given a little... T Actually, Russia's the baron. So in this scenario, we'd be poking it. I'm talking more specifically about the people in Russia getting drunk off potato vodka. And poking a bear? And poking bears. Oh, okay. Riding that them and such. Oh, yeah. I, I went all geopolitical. You sure did. And that is just like you, Christian. What a pleasant message from this guy. Our mind has the power to protect you from demons or also produce demons. Yeah. And to, to some extent, I actually believe that. Like, I do think there is a, especially like if you shift your mindset, so many people I've talked to in my life, and this is something I obviously struggle with myself, which is just negativity. I've noticed. Have you? I usually feel like I'm a beacon of sunshine, but um, is that there's something about people that are positive. You can't you know trust I mean? them. Yeah. They're, they're, they got something going on. There's a there's, sparkle to them that yeah. you can't No, But that's, that's like, a part of the problem is that we yeah. automatically don't trust somebody that has a brighter, brighter yeah. outlook on it's life. It's at their job and they're smiling for some reason. Like, what are you doing, asshole? Yeah, this isn't. You're not happy to be here, you jerk. This is not how we adult. You're going to ruin yeah. it for the rest of us. But at the same time, I think that comes from also kind of like a, a in the back of your mind, like a level of jealousy. We're like, I wish I could be happy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and that's so and there's been several people in my life that I've talked to. And, you know, I'm, I'm always just, I'm an open book when I talk to people. I'm like, yeah, everything sucks sometimes, you know, and it's just one of those seasons. And, and I was talking to this one guy recently and he told me, he was like, you know, I used to be the exact same way. And I used to say that bad things happen all the time. And whenever I'd say that bad things would happen. He was yep. like, but I noticed that when I shifted that and I started saying like, just expecting good things to happen, that good things would happen. And he was like, so as you know, cliche and corny as it sounds like a lot of it is your mindset. Right. right. If you can focus on positive things, then positive things happen. And it's not so much like a, like a, what the, the universe or whatever, like I aligned myself with the universe. Like, I think that's all hogwash, but I do believe in focus and wherever you focus your attention is what you're going to be most noticing. Like in the same way, if you went to, if you want to buy a new car and you're looking at nothing but, you know, Ford Tauruses. What are you going to see on the road constantly? Ford Tauruses. Ford Tauruses. Yeah, yeah. It happened every single time. Like when my, back in Vegas, when my brother bought a Nissan Sentra, 
I swear to God, man, everyone driving around Vegas drove a Nissan Sentra. Right. And it's so the it's, same yeah. amount of people that were the day before. Yeah. So it's the same concept with negativity and positivity. Like, and I can say that till the cows come home, but tell you what, I have not lived it out. And well, maybe one day I will. And yeah. I'll be like, you know what, guys? I was wrong. And I, sh I should have been doing this the whole time. Yeah. I think people, when they're, when they have that kind of more optimistic outlook, it's not that negative things don't happen to them. They just spend a little bit less time focusing on the negative, negative things yeah. and spend a little bit more time focusing on the good things. And that kind of resets your mind. So you are automatically attracted to things that are a little bit more positive. However, yeah. that may be for you. It, you just, so it, you tend to minimize the negativity to a certain extent. Yeah. We are actually on the brink of a new year, Christian. Are we? We are. So maybe we should have some kind of podcast resolution going. And like, just try to shift little things but like this year. I want to do this for the podcast, or I'd like to accomplish this for the podcast, or even personally, like I can try to focus on being positive. I don't know how great that would be for the content of our podcast, but hey, give it a shot. See it's where it not leads. even that you need to change anything. I need you, to change you everything. Just, you no. just need to notice some of the good things a little bit more. Yeah. That's all you need to do. It's not like the positive. I got to be more positive. That's kind of scary for somebody that. Yeah. That hasn't lived that. You and that's someone that enjoys, you know, really macabre humor. Well, yeah, you, you know, you, you got this uh, pessimism as your friend. Do you really want to let your friend go? That friend's been with you forever. I let friends go left and right, Christian. Yeah, it but is this not is, hard. This is a close friend that, that's been almost like this a family homie, member. The homie depression. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's not that easy to let go. So you just. Yeah. I don't know, man. Ignore the demons and focus on the ghost. I don't know if that makes sense, but wow. What sage advice? Who would have thought? Yeah. Yeah. No. Put it in a meme. I am sure I will. <laughs> I'm sure it already exists out there somewhere in the world. Yeah. No, but it would be, it would be really funny to do like, like podcast resolutions. If you guys are listening out there and you have resolutions for the following year, let's hold each other accountable. Shall we? Yes. Send them in. Or if you have a resolution for us to, to see if we can do all year, send that in too. That'd be really interesting and hilarious. And we are just the type of people to pull that shit off or give up after a week of trying it. And that's fine. That's really fine, honestly. But yeah. I thought resolutions were like prayers. You just say them once and don't do anything. And then it's just over. Wow. Yeah. And then you have a really fucked up view of prayers, the, don't the, you, Christian? The, then the gods help you. Ah, yes, of course. The provide gods. you sustenance or mm. more carbs. Great manna from heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Nonstop. Nonstop good times and advice on this podcast. That's all you get. Um, let's see. I've got now might be a good time to touch on to the now that we've gotten all positive and stuff. Let's talk about the end of the world. I love the end of the world, man. It's the end of the world as we know it. I feel fine. Me too. That's two song two weeks in a row. I got the song reference. No, it's not. It's two weeks out of three, but it's fine. Actually, it's two True. weeks out of four. Two weeks in a row for us physically in this realm, but in the audio land, it's half a month, which yeah. is still better than most of the, the you know entirety of the show. People don't realize we have to go through a wormhole to do this set, do this Whoa. show. No, yeah, yeah, that's how every episode starts, just us flying through a wormhole. Oh crap, we're back! <laughs> how did we get here? Every once in a while, I'll fly by something weird. This looks like a bowl. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, <laughs> we're in the wrong hole. No, it's fine. Anyway, getting out of that really gross tangent, let's dive into the apocalypse. Wee! No, <laughs> that down with people. 
Yeah, there you go. So, um, yeah, to close out this episode, I want to revert back to a post that I've saved for literally years now. Uh, and this is from Darren Evans' website in which he posed the question, was 2020 the year of Zozo? No. Oh, well, there you go. Have a good night, everyone. Elevator music. No. Yeah, it's actually funny how long it's taken me to get this episode together. I've talked about this since season one. I was like, yeah, I'm working on an episode for Zozo. And I literally didn't even touch it for like nope. two years. And I was finally like, it's time. It's time. Let's give the people what they desire. And what they desire is Zozo. And what they desire is apocalyptic prophecies about the year 2020, which is now in the past. It would have been more relevant if I did it two years ago. And here we are. You want to hear fine. a funny thing is when you text me last night, I'm like, I got Zozo ready. I'm like, it's the end of the world. Yeah, but you feel fine still. Anyway, so this is, uh, we're closing out the episode with an, another snippet from Darren Evans. And Christian, I know you're absolutely going to get a kick out of this. I am. So I, I, don't even need to, I don't even need to read. You could leave the room because I already know your reaction to it. Okay. But I'm giving, this is for our listeners, all right? You just have to, let's suspend your disbelief for a moment and hop down the rabbit hole. Okay. Okay. It goes... In 2012, I published information that I had received several reports of Zozo encounters on Ouija boards that foretold 2020 as apocalyptic. This screenshot is from my post entitled Zozo 2012 News Update. It reads, So we are left with a lot of questions and not many answers. We may never know. One thing we do, we do know, it is still happening with increasing frequency. Recently, in some of the Zozo encounters sent to me via this site, it seems Zozo has some apocalyptic message or prophecy, not for the year 2012, which again is when this post was on the blog. Right. Keep that in mind. This is from 2012, but instead the year 2020. Okay. So eight years in the future of when this was written. After reading these, I noticed 2020 was very similar to the name Zozo itself. Numerology, sigils, astrology, occult symbolism are a few things I look into. So you can see the similarity, 2020, Zo, Z-O, Z-O, sure. Yeah, when you right. go down certain rabbit holes, yeah. and like everything said, looks the yeah, same. Yeah, it's easy to connect certain things where you're yeah. just like, ooh. You know, and so it's easy for people to latch on to things and be like, oh, it must be real. But when he said that, I'm like, oh, it kind of does. Yeah, like, yeah <laughs> I believe. <laughs> look at that. No. Okay. Hallelujah. So in uh, in several emails sent to me, descriptions of the doom of doomsday scenarios were revealed. In one account, Zozo promised that there would be a great coma in 2020. He then went on to ask if this was foretelling of the whole pandemic situation, which, again, you can it may seem like a loose correlation, but you can be like, yeah, I guess it, there was kind of a coma in 2020. A I think it's coma. reaching. You think you think so? Everyone was in their houses for you know a while. Uh, it's still reaching, man. Yeah. Okay. Well, sure. I needed I needed more specifics in 2012. Okay. Well, you there, know, I didn't include it in this episode because uh, it's political in nature, but there was also a foretelling of a specific person being placed in office. So, uh, <laughs> but the Simpsons did that, that too. Yeah, though. That's true. I'll leave that to your imagination. <laughs> Zozo is the Simpsons writer. Yep. Anyway. In another chilling email, a mom from Minnesota reported a session in which Zozo said it would be born again in 2020, that it was currently in a dream state, but would awaken from its slumber and cause the earth to shake. On March 16, 2017, I tweeted the caption, quote, many Zozo encounters revealed that the end of days will happen in 2020. There will be an eclipse of that year, or there'll be a, an eclipse in that year. I had no idea that my mother would die on January 11th, 2020, during the first full moon of the decade and the year 2020. 
the same date as the lunar wolf moon eclipse. In 2016, and this is kind of talking about that author earlier, in 2016, I emailed Rosemarie Ellen Guiley, co-author of our book, The Zozo Phenomenon. We had plans to release a follow-up project tentatively entitled Zozo Prophecies 2020. Unfortunately, Rose passed away before we could process our findings. Now, granted, a lot of this could technically... This is me talking now. This, we're done with his section. Uh, now, granted, a lot of this could technically fall under the category of coincidence, but he seemed pretty convinced that 2020 and Zozo would essentially be the catalyst that would kickstart the end of days. For shits and giggles, let's go over a few other predictions for 2020 that may lend a bit of credibility to that thought process. So, strap on your believing helmet, Christian, because it's about to get real. A computer program named World One, which was developed in 1973 at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT, predicts 2020 to be the year when a series of catastrophic events kick off a 20-year process of a slow demise of human civilization. Okay. And we are two years deep into that demise. In well, I guess technically almost three now into that demise. And let me tell you, call me Blink-182 because I'm feeling this. Uh, according to a 1973 book by astrologer Gene Dixon, Ooh. Armageddon will come in 2020 when a false prophet, Satan, and the Antichrist rise together against mankind. Well, that is kind of like a holy trinity, isn't it? A false prophet, Satan, and the Antichrist. Huh. I would say unholy trinity. Unholy trinity. Way to say that, yes. Thank you for fixing that. Yeah. My sinner friend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sylvia Brown was a renowned psychic who wrote a book called End of Days. She said in around 2020, a severe pneumonia-like illness will spread through the globe, attacking the lungs and the bronchial tubes and resisting all known treatments. Interesting. I'm just shutting up for a second. I know. And it's everyone around the globe is celebrating this moment yeah. where we're just like, we get to believe in peace. Yeah, it's fine. Anyway, according to the Mayan calendar, 2012 was to signify the end of a great cycle of time thought to be the end of the world. Stephen Hawking was interviewed saying the Mayan calculation of 2012 was based on miscalculations and that the true end of the cyclic time period is 2020. Boom. What do you think about all that? Uh, I don't think much of any of that. Uh, I believe everything. Oh, cool. Christian, yeah, glad yeah. to have you on board. So you think that's all just nonsense, right? I'm you got stuff from years ago. Years. Actually, uh, another fun one I didn't throw in there is, you know who Zach Baggins is, right? Yeah. Uh, apparently, on in November of 2019, he tweeted, uh, we near 2020, period. We fear Zozo, period. And that was like November 19th of 2019, he tweeted that. And then randomly, you know, we have this whole thing. And I don't know, there's like, dude, maybe it's not true at all. But there's also a lot of stuff where you look at that and you're like, man, it's kind of hard to pass over some of these similarities. Isn't know? that always the way it is when you have apocalyptic writings and predictions? I mean, yeah, but we've been doing that with the book of Revelation forever. And there's yeah, there was another one with with revelations in there. So I think three headed dragon was referenced to Zozo as well. Yeah, I think, in my opinion, this this is a little kooky. I mean, he's quoting Sylvia Brown, who has been proven to be a fraud, but has also uh, hey, sometimes nobody bats a thousand, but sometimes this that's pretty spot on. You know, where it's like ah, oh, in twenty twenty, this thing's gonna happen: flu like illness or pneumonia like illness. It affects the lungs and bronchial tubes resists a lot of treatments but that's been predicted for a long time 
So that, doesn't it make sense that at some point it would happen? Right. Epidemiologists have been predicting that that would happen for a long time. I mean, Michael Crichton, who wrote Jurassic Park, Hmm. wrote a book in the early 70s about stuff like that. You know, it's it's so maybe we should have had him. It's just cherry picking things and picking a year. Okay, fine. If you're if you're in the Zozo rabbit hole, what better year for the end of the world than one that looks like Zozo 2020? Yeah. But do you find anything peculiar about the fact that after 2020, the world has seemed batshit insane? I think that's or you just that think was, that's expected like that was expected. what we experienced that yeah. was expected but i can also recently i predicted it on an event to you that is very do, very far and you do that a lot and it's never anything like hey here's the lotto numbers by right the way. which is so exactly what that this, up it's exactly what this is gonna guy this guy is gonna do mm-hmm. like i predicted a goal in a mm-hmm. hockey game. I was texting yeah. you about it. I was so confident in it that I had my <laughs> meme sitting yeah. there waiting for the goal to score happen within the next minute. And it worked. Yeah. Was that me predicting the future? No, that was me understanding the game. But see, that's no, because you can, you can understand a game and not, and still not get that call. Right. I mean, can, I can, I understand the game of hockey, but I'm not like, I can feel when goals are about to come. But that's not necessarily me just understanding the, the game of hockey. It's me seeing what's happening and then randomly being like, this is going to happen. And then a goal scores. Most of the time, it's against the Kings. Spoiler alert. Well, well but, it, and then when you look at those numbers, hmm. like you think you're like, I feel like I've make some. I've made a few predictions when it comes to hockey to you. And, yeah. And I'm, I'm right on. But if I really looked at what I really think, that percentage would probably be like, 20, 30% of the time, right? But I feel like it's all the time. Mm. And maybe something similar is happening here. I just struggle with the apocalyptic take and people telling me how the world's going to end. What if you tap into, like, we've talked about collective consciousness. We've talked about, like, the whole hive mind theory. What if you're tapping into something that is readily available to every single person walking the earth, but very few people tap into it? You know, you're tapping into it on like a, a funny, haha, silly moment in a Kings game. Right. But what if you like use that same vibe that you picked up on for that when you're, you know, investing in a stock or when you're, let's say, buying lottery numbers or Christian, very unprofessional. I don't even know why I have an alarm going on right now. At 7.30 in the morning? Yeah. Just in case you overslept. Probably. Two and a half hours. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what if you're tapping into something like that, that you to, to you, you're just like, oh, it's just me understanding the game and I got it right. You know, but what if it was something on like a grander scheme, a bigger scale that is even out, outside the realm of your own imagination at this point? Like that's possible too. I think it is. But I also think like something with say hockey is I've coached it. I've played it. I've coached many kids, so I, it's it's more like I understand the game from a coaching level. Yeah. And so it's not necessarily random predictions. It's just stuff I've learned. And I think if we did that, focus more on things like that, if we spoke, focus more on, you know, our spiritual health. Yeah. Um, and, our, and our mental health, which would probably be combined, we'd be better off if we stopped focusing on Zozo coming through a Ouija board, ending the world, which, you know, you, you know how, how lost I get on anything Ouija board just about, I think the stories are fun, but 
I struggle a lot on believing that they're real. I think it's mental for the most part. You fought in metal. Yeah. So yeah. a few years from now, when the world continues its great decline and we are met with a false prophet, Satan and the Antichrist, maybe I'll have a meme or two ready for you, Christian. You ever <laughs> think about that? Yeah. There's still a device. Maybe I'll send you a little told you so meme and be like, ha 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 ha, we're burning, but this is for you. I'll be cell like, towers have been wiped out for years now. I don't know how you got this message, yeah. but it's fine. And I'll be like, I don't believe in this crap. I'm perfectly fine sitting here on the beach. I don't know with about no all Wi-Fi. You... Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to send the message via carrier pigeon because inevitably all the cell towers have been wiped out. The world is back in the dark ages and things are not fine. Just remember, birds aren't real. Yeah. A carrier drone pigeon is yeah. what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. Speaking of, we need to get that birds aren't real episode cracking. Get a crack a lacking. Oh, man, I can't do it. It's time. You I have can't. to. You have to dive deep into the hole. Belief hole. Sorry, I did a weird crossover with the hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very, very strange. See, these things happen. You just went through a portal and came out on the other side of belief hole. These things do happen. Someone needs to pitch to belief hole the real crossover episode that we want to do. And that's alternate realities. And I want to swap out our Christian with their Christian for the episode and not talk about her at all during the episode. And we both cover alternate realities. And in that reality, I'm with their Chris and they're with you doing the episode. And I think that would be hilarious and believable if you're out there listening or fans of the whole shoot that over to the guys because I want to make that a reality. Actually, I could probably just text them, but I'm not going to do that because I'm. The cell, cell towers seven. are down because the apocalypse is upon yeah. us from You guys heard it two minutes ago, right? That's real. We yeah. weren't messing around. It's a real thing. It happens. Send your last messages now because the world's about to end. Yeah. The unholy trinity is upon us. Yeah. Welcome to 2023. The tr What do you think? Is, oh, man. We should. Don't we want to do like predictions for the year ahead? At I, some point, didn't we want to do that? Uh, I I can do predictions if, you know, we were just talking about predictions I've made in hockey. Let's mm -hmm. see if I can do it. Yeah. What do you think 2023 has to close out this episode for good? What do you think 2023 is going to hold? Um, Financial troubles. Great. And not, 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 maybe not necessarily, but just a lot of worry. You think inflation is going to keep on? No, no. I, I, I just think the effects of it. Mm. haven't come home to roost. The chickens haven't come home to roost. Great. I feel like... So far, it's great. There will either be peace in Ukraine or a world war. Three. Yeah. No, wow. I don't know. These are just... You're wow, just making guys, me... so far, it's all great. Um, Everything's working out. Your portfolios are down in the dumps, and there's World War Three about. The LA Kings will make the playoffs. Now, that's a stretch. That one's easy. Um... You will experience the first steps of a child in the first okay. words. Now you're just literally looking into a few months from now being like, this may happen, rubbing yeah. a crystal ball. I'm like, yeah, that's called growth. Let's 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 come back to this in a couple episodes and actually yeah. have some some, have some real ones. Yeah. yeah. And see how we do. That's that's a January episode. Right now, I think. Yeah, so we'll we'll here in the next yeah. month we'll get it out. If you have your own predictions, let us know. Yeah, comment on socials your your predictions for the, the year 2023, and we will read them off in a yeah. future episode while we give you our predictions for the year ahead. 
and what we'd like to accomplish. Uh, I think that pretty much closes out part two of the Zozo Chronicles. I'll just call it that. I have to pee like a motherfucker right now, and I'm holding it in so I can give you guys this sweet, juicy, hot goss. And that is, you can find us on social media at Freaky Deaky Pod on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, wherever, MySpace, Touchpad. Uh, yeah. It's, no, it's fine. And Wait, can you repeat that again? Yes. And at TFT Paranormal on TikTok. You can also submit your predictions and or theories and or personal experiences of your own to the gang at thefreakydeaky.com. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, talk to us on social media, comment, spread the word. If you guys could do us one favor, if you rate and review the show already, do us a favor, share the show on social media. If you're a fan of these types of shows, odds are you have weird friends as well. And if you don't, we're still your friends. Don't worry about it. But if you could take, you know, just a minute, share it on Facebook with your odd friends and family, share it on normal, Instagram. Normal. Okay. In this case, they're normal. The, the they're, they're not weird yet because they haven't listened, but they'll get there. No, I mean, they're normal like us. Oh, yes. Okay. Don't share with the weird ones. Yeah, yeah they're... Share it with them, too, because you need to save them. That's true. Yeah. Get them on board. But honestly, if if every one of our listeners shared the show, we could probably double the audience in a couple weeks' time. And it sounds like I know you're probably sitting there listening to this, be like, oh, he's not talking about me, or oh, I'm busy, or I'm doing this. We love doing the show, and we want to continue doing the show for as long as we can. And that only works if we grow it, if we continue to grow it year after year. And for you to take a minute out of your time and share it on Facebook or social media, anywhere, tell your local barista about it. Give them a sticker. If you want a sticker, tell us, we'll send you stickers, but let's grow this together. Okay. You are an important piece of the framework of this show. And I'm tired of you feeling like you're not okay. You're a part of this just as much as Chris and I are a part of this. You are a part of this. There's an empty seat. I'm looking at right now in the studio. That's where your beautiful ass should be. You are my inspiration. You are Christian's inspiration. And with those words, I hope everyone has a great 2023. We'll see you in 2024 when the show is big. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not. I'm not. It's fine. I was totally confused that I was was on the wrong year when you said that. I was like, wait, what year is this? What's my age again? Sorry. Too many Blink-182 references. It's fine. Always too many. Anyway, we'll see you right back here next week on the freaky deaky i'm not sure what next week's episode is christian we are in the we are completely in the dark right now we'll figure that out in time but you guys will figure it out right here next week on the freaky deaky have a great week enjoy 2023 peace out rock on stay freaky goodbye we ain't gonna figure out shit if it really is the apocalypse it already is the apocalypse christian we went over (laughs) that we touched on that it's real and it exists and it's happening
pronto.